In this episode, once again, we speak to the amazing Steve Kidd. Steve is an international best-selling author of over 20 books. He has marketing genius. He's got marketing experience of over 35 years. And today, Steve tells us why becoming an international best-selling author is the beginning of your marketing. Let's find out why. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have the amazing, we have the wonder, we have the charming Stephen Kidd. Welcome, Steve. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on Friday Feature. We had such a wonderful conversation. We had to have you back on Money Talkies. Steve, everyone's heard how amazing you are, but please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. So, um, you know, I am a third generation minister, an international bestselling author of multiple books myself, but I have the privilege of getting to work with people um, all the way from concept through publishing for the writing, the marketing, the publishing of their book to bestseller and beyond. Wonderful. And that explains why today's topic is how becoming a bestselling author is the start of your marketing. So we touched upon this topic a little bit on Friday feature, but I want us to talk about this again before we go ahead into marketing. Why is becoming a best-selling author so important and how can it possibly help your marketing? Well, number one and most important, you will never maximize anything that you're marketing, product, service, or yourself, mm-hmm. um, if you do not have the title best-selling author along with it or bestseller along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you will just never reach the maximum. And it because... It's because of how powerful the phrase bestseller is. I'll give you a statistic because I know we love statistics. Mm. Over 50% of all movies in the world that get made are based off of bestselling books. And Mm. over 80% of them that win any kind of awards are based off of bestsellers. That immediately just gives credibility to what you're going to be doing. And that's the foundation we need to lay to be able to really do that thing we need to do in the world. Wonderful. And I totally agree. I think being, being a bestseller is, it's, it's, it gives you such a, um, not just a a feather in your cap, but it does allow you to build the authority that you are someone who knows what they're talking about. They are, you're, you become a subject matter expert overnight, pretty much. And you may have been there, as we were discussing on Friday Feature, you may be a, a doctor in the field for a number of years, but becoming a bestseller just instantly gives you the authority which you didn't have otherwise have even though you've been authority in the field before that so i do agree with that but today's topic is a bit interesting because you you say unlike the normal perception is that you know, if you become best-selling author you you know you've you've nailed the marketing and people the clients are going to be knocking down your doors trying to come and work with you you are saying becoming a bestseller is the start of your marketing do you want to talk us through why you say that steve uh becoming a bestseller is like building a foundation to a house Okay. Um, you know, foundations are absolutely mandatory to have a good solid house, mm. but if that's where you stop, 
you're not going to have a very livable house. Um, We talked about this before the concept of graduating from medical school or like you did graduating, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with your law, you know, your doctorate, those are credentials. When you walk across the stage and you become a medical doctor, you are now and forever doctor so-and-so when you get your doctorate. That doesn't necessarily mean you can do any of those things. It means that you have the knowledge of how to do those things. Mm -hmm. The same thing is true with why we start from the word bestseller. Our book doesn't have any credibility until somebody else says that it has credibility. And I hate to say it that way, but it's really just true. Third-party validation is always what gives another person looking at it the reason to believe that something's worth it. And Mm. there's nothing more powerful than number one influencer credential is bestseller. Um, And because we can do that literally on day one, why would we spend a year and then begin marketing the book when we could actually do that and then build our all of our marketing right to begin with. Mm. So you start and you become, and you, you pretty, you're pretty, you're right. When I remember when we released our, my book, it became an international bestseller within 24 hours. We, it was number one on, um, you, on in US in doc, um, Amazon.com. Funny enough, I, we only got to the um, number two spot in UK, but we were, we, where we actually <laughs> launched it from in the UK, but internationally we became number one and we stayed there for quite some time and it's it doesn't take that long it, i mean if you know what you're doing and, and the, but the quality of the book has to be good so i haven't done any marketing behind it but we still get every month sales for it because the content is appreciated by people so you know there's lots of reviews behind it and there's lots of positive reviews thank god and so you know and so we have continuous sales i'm not i probably can use it a lot better than i am at the moment for marketing but the point is it has to have it has to have good, high-quality content for it to, um, um, you know, be sustainable. So, once you have the bestseller, what's the next step for marketing? Then, what do you do next? Um, well, and hopefully, you planned this before you did the next step. But even if you didn't, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the next step is understanding why did you get that credential? What's it for? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the perfect example again is going back to becoming a medical doctor, getting your doctorate. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, we could even say doctorate in general for whatever field it Mm -hmm. is. Why did you become doctor so-and-so versus just, you know, a guy that has a bachelor's degree in that? Mm -hmm. Um, What's the purpose of it? Are you going to be speaking from stage? Are you going to be selling courses? Did you write a book that you really just want to blow this book up and have it be everywhere on every shelf everywhere Um, or other things like that? And so it's it's understanding what should the book be leading to because most cases, even though I said, you know, blowing the book up, in most cases, the book isn't going to be where you're going to make the money. It's going no. to be the door that the book opens up. Um, so again, if you have a course, I used this one last time we talked about, um, you know, if you have a course that's based off of the best-selling book, you know, movies, if mm-hmm. the movie is based off of the best-selling book, Harry Potter, everybody's heard about that one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it it builds the foundation in the trailer for that movie. This has got to be a great book because I mean, this has got to be a great movie because it's based off of the best-selling book. Mm. Um, and then we lead to, and, and that is the lead in then to, in that case, the movie, it's the lead into that course. It's the lead into, I'd like to introduce to you the international, the, uh, let me say this, right. The number one international best-selling author, Gul Khan. See how much more powerful that is for mm-hmm. the marketing of you and the bringing you up onto stage than just, oh, hey guys, here's Gul Khan. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think the, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think far too many people think they're going to write a book and they're going to become millionaires. Book itself is not where you make the money. I mean, yes, of course, there are some art writers like, you know, J.K. Rowling's, that's a different category. The vast majority of people who write the book and become best-selling authors, they're not necessarily going to be writing those books to make money, um, especially if it's nonfiction. It's generally a way a way to showcase their expertise. So the book is a marketing tool leading on to do something else. But far too many people skip that point. I think, uh, you know, they, they think, well, I've become a best-selling author. That's it. Now she have, you know, royalties coming through. Not necessarily. That's just peanuts. And I do believe that you need to use a book in a way that showcases your expertise, but then you do have to sell something on the back of it, be it online program, be it your mastermind, be it your, um, you know, your speaking engagements, whatever have you. But you need to have an end in mind before you even, um, you know, release that so-called book. No? Yes, absolutely. In fact, um, your book done right at the end of the book, and this is a marketing tip in general. Yeah. The end of any marketing piece is an invitation to the next thing. Yes, always. And so you want to know already what is the next thing I'm going to invite them to. So that at the end of the book, we can invite them. And that can be as simple as join my email list to as advanced as, you know, I've got a $100,000 program that I want to sell you. You know, it mm. it depends on the reader for that particular book, but you want to have that in mind and you want that to be where the book ends with the people is the invitation to let's take the next step on our journey. Definitely. How can, you know, so, so listen, let's talk about this. Once the book has hit the bestseller, how can we start using it as a marketing tool to, you know, because a bestseller doesn't last for that, for that long. So you don't remain number one forever. It's, it's for a short period of time, unless you're piling uh, money into, into the book as well. It generally, because every every day we have new books coming out, you're competing with new books and so forth and new sales. So it, it's difficult to remain number one or even the top set of five sellers or you know ten whatever. How do we use a book from then onwards when you're no, no longer on number one on, on Amazon? So the number one piece of that is acknowledging that. And that's okay. the part that most everybody misses. Okay. Mm. So when you walk into your doctor's office um, and the doctor comes in, they introduce them as Dr. So-and-so. You know, his name may be Jim, mm-hmm. but the nurse doesn't say, and then Jim will be in here in a minute. No, mm-hmm. the nurse is going to say, Dr. Smith will be in. Okay. And that's a lot of times the biggest piece we miss. We become a best selling author, a number one international best selling author, mm-hmm. and then we don't use the title that we earned, mm-hmm. you know, um, and in, in whatever we're doing. Uh, even if the bestseller had nothing to do with what we're doing, you still have that, you know I mean? Mm. Technically uh, you know, you've got the degrees that you got when you became a lawyer and you still have all of those degrees, Yes, you know, and, and you are that person. And especially when you're talking about something that that's powerful of languaging. Uh, one of my authors, his book came out, it's called 365 hip hop. It came out January 1st, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't checked it this week, but every time I look at it, it's in the top 10 it was number one for forever. Um, and that's all has to do with how he marketed specifically the book. Um, but the important part of it is we did make him a bestseller internationally. Prior to that, he was offering to speak for free at the groups that he spoke to, and he couldn't get even get people to return his calls. Mm-hmm. I saw him a couple of months later, it was about three months later, and he was booked out six months in advance at $2,000 per 
each one of those gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, and I ask him, well, what's the difference? He goes, well, it really boils down to this. I'm no longer Carl Michelle. I am number one international best-selling author, Carl Michelle. Owning that tag, owning what you've earned, that's, you know, that's the very first thing you have to do. And then, you know, like we talked about with the course or the, even your free giveaway. I mean, the sign up for my newsletter or, and get my free five tips or sign up for my newsletter and get my free number one international best-selling book on could be the same five tips, but the, I want to sign up for it goes through the roof because we're owning and using the credential that we got. Hmm. It's. It, I mean, why? Why? When I'm listening to you, what I'm finding, and I'm, I'm because I'm tuning into my own marketing. I, it, it, you can see an international number one best-selling author on my Instagram and um, on my website, but it's not pushed as much. It's not um, owned as much. Yeah, I know it's fine, and it's you know it's not who really I am, you know. And I think owning what you just said hit me hard because. I haven't owned that title, number one best-selling author. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter if it was for a short period of time, if it was two days, three days, 10 days, it doesn't really matter. I was and I am number one best-selling author, but I haven't owned it because I'm no mm-hmm. longer best-selling at the moment. It's not top 10 or top one. I've ignored it and put it into the background. So it's interesting that you know you have to own your title. When I think of myself, because I spent more time in being a lawyer, lawyer comes to my mind first than best-selling author, even though I'm, I, my more recent achievement is number one best-selling author. Isn't mm-hmm. that funny? Isn't that funny? It's, mm. um, it's about self-promotion without um, arrogance, but it is it's a point to celebrate your achievements. I wonder how many people are um, playing small and uh, have fear of um, owning up because I think there's a lot of imposter syndrome can come up as well. And you wouldn't be aware of this, especially in marketing, because in marketing is all about you know pushing people up and and showcasing their their expertise and showcasing the highlighting their achievements. How often do you find people you know playing small and think, yeah, that was okay, but that was last year, not anymore. How do you how do you overcome that? How do you help people to step into their power and say, you know? It doesn't matter if it was 10 years ago or two years ago or two days ago, you are an international bustling author. Let's use that title. Let's go out and own it and let's you know bring some clients in. That's that's a question that comes to my mind because it's, it seems very relevant to me at the moment. So um, this is our vocabulary lesson part of the, uh, the segment. <laughs> um, there is a word that is perhaps one of the most misused words in any language, mm-hmm. and it's the word humility. See, we think of being humble as some kind of being self-deprecating, you know, Mm. diminishing ourselves so that we don't seem like we're an arrogant jerk. Mm. Actually, conceit and diminishing, you know, any type of diminishing yourself, those are opposite sides of the same coin. Humility is not the opposite of conceit. Humility is having a right perspective of yourself. Mm. It is embracing and being able to say matter of factly, but as well as boldly, mm. who you are and what you do, knowing that, yes, we do have our failures and being willing to acknowledge and accept them. But just as importantly, 
saying, acknowledging, owning, and claiming the things that you're good at rather than being like, well, you, you, so somebody gives you a compliment and you're like, yeah, that wasn't that, you know, or, oh, well, thanks. You know, you don't really accept it in versus saying, yeah, when I do this thing, you're a podcaster. So you'll love this one. Um, every once in a while, when I'm putting together my podcast um, and I'm doing the editing, I will do it really well. And I'm like, I'm so good at this. I should have this as a job. You know, I will say something encouraging about myself and I laugh at myself because it's, you know, kind of a, a, my own personal joke, but we really do need to do. If you don't celebrate you, nobody else is going to. And if you don't, when you start your company, bringing this all back around to business. Okay. If you don't, when you start your company, if you don't set as the culture of your company, celebrating you, the solopreneur, you will begin to fail to do it when you have two employees or 2,000 employees. Okay, that's powerful. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. I think understanding, and, I, and I'm reading a podcast on this, understanding your, your, you know, your, your gifts and your talents and abilities and celebrating your achievements along the way and not focusing on your shortcomings, but actually focusing more on your talents and abilities. I think this plays hand in hand with up to Glow episode where you just said, so let's move on to this now. So, okay. So assuming someone has, has a best-selling uh, book now, how do they go about um, marketing, how can they use a best-selling book to to gain, like your client did, get gain clients, um, you know, booking out gigs and so forth? What would be the process? So, um, and it really goes back to what we were saying before. It's about claiming it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are going for, to be on Goal's podcast, mm-hmm. um, you don't want to just tell Goal, hey, I wrote a book or, hey, you know, I'd like to talk about how to make money in the marketplace. You want to tell her I'm the best-selling author of the book on blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I can tell you as a podcaster, you know, that jumps off the page as well as it makes it so much easier for us to promote you mm-hmm. because you have something that's special and unique and different. The mm-hmm. same would be true if you want to be a speaker. Um, you want to empower the people that are going to do the marketing for that event by being able to say, and you know, among the speakers we have in this event is the best-selling author, blah, 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 you know, and all of those kind of things down the road. Um, as simple as your free giveaway should be the element of this isn't just a thing. This is based off of the bestseller. And maybe mm-hmm. it isn't your whole book. Maybe it's just, a, you know, the intro to your book or, or those kind of things. You know, there's different nuances in that. And of course, obviously your course, which you know, your courses or your masterminds or your uh, personal coaching, whichever level of that, all of those should be, um, you know, that languaging of this is something that is important. This is a best-selling book. This is a best-selling topic. Um, and that's why you want to get into it. Not just because I'm great and amazing. And, and after all, you should just buy my course, but you know, it has validity. Mm-hmm. I think that that's so, so powerful. I think it boils down to the end. You have need to have the end in mind first. Correct me if I'm wrong from what I'm understanding. So even before you write your book, you need to understand what is the purpose of this book. So is it to gain more speaking engagements? Is it to get more people into your online course or your masterminds? Is it to, um, you know, 
what what your what's the purpose behind it? Or is it to actually have like a gazillion books and a gazillion bookstores? You want to have you know become widely known and tell you know fifty thousand, hundred thousand copies across the world or whatever have you. It's to have the end goal in mind. And then step two is actually once you've written the book and you become bestseller, is then actually to follow the steps through and uh, and use that book in that sort of you know in that sort of marketing um, process and allowing people to to see your book to read through your book and be proud of it i think that's another thing i think a lot of people are um, hesitant to showcase their books i i remember when i wrote my book and i'm a very confident speaker and i've got my own podcast and i'm very articulate and my legal training helps i suppose as well with that but because i'm dyslexic i i had a lot of hesitation and i remember i've never been so stressed as i was when i was about to release my book and I was like, I don't know. It, it felt like I was back in school. You know, when you show when you showcase your assignments to your teachers, and you're like, you're looking for, you know, what, wonder what the feedback's going to be and how they're going to tell you off and whatever else. I really felt like that. I've never been so stressed as I was when I read the book. And maybe that's the reason why I haven't read the other. I've got four ideas in my head for books two and three and four. Actually, they haven't come. They haven't been birthed because that was a very traumatic time for me. I found it very very stressful, and you know, allowing people to read their book and the vulnerable sides of you. But I think you need to understand what message you're trying to get across and then be, and then have thick skin, I suppose, because you are going to get people who are going to come back and say very negative things about you or your book. Or, I mean, I was very lucky I didn't get too much of that, but still you, there will be people who you will trigger them and they will say negative things, but you're not necessarily truthful, but just because you've triggered them, they will have a go at you and lash out at you. So that makes, um, that makes sense. So you need to, if you see a book as a marketing tool, then you need to have a plan, not just go and write a book. Is that, that's what I'm understanding. Am I correct? Yes. In fact, uh, if, if you don't mind, I'm going to expand on that a little bit. Yes, please do. So first and foremost, you need to know who am I writing to? What's it for? And you really need to clearly identify that. If you can get that, if you can get your book down to the point where you're having a one-on-one conversation with a person, that's mm-hmm. going to be the most powerful. Then okay. number two is what did they, what, what's their greatest need? And then number three is from that, knowing yourself well enough to be able to say from whom I'm writing to and what their greatest need is, this is what I do that can really help them just take a step. That's the next piece of it, especially when we're talking to book is we try to give everybody everything. We try to dump the entire world of our entire knowledge on them in one book. And really it's better to take a point, make it really clear, let them make one little step and then lead them to the next step versus giving them, you know, here's 20 things to do. And we all end up reading through the book, intending to go back and start back at number one. Um, and then we don't, and then we wonder why number 20 doesn't work. Um, you know, we really want to just have number one be what it is so that they can take that step. Um, and that's kind of, uh, you know, added on to what you said, which was, which was very accurate. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I think we, you know, throughout this, uh, you know, the series, we've recorded a number of business coaches talking about speaking to your your ideal avatar. I think the book is no different either. You can't write a book for everybody. You 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 have a specific message for a specific audience. And that's who you should be talking to. This idea that, you know, like Harry Potter's for everybody and whatever else. I think Harry Potter just appeals to a lot of people. It's written for a for a demographic, which is kids, and it ends up expanding to teenagers. But it it had such a story and such a storyline with so many layers on it, some nuances on it, that it appeals to a greater audience. 
but it still does have a it does still have a target audience. And therefore, when you write your book, you need to understand you've got a message. Who are you speaking to? I think that's that's a that's a key thing that a lot of people do miss. And I don't think I'm, and I'm just thinking about it. Did I do that when I was writing my book? But then again, I suppose I did that subconsciously because I had been I'd be working as a coach for the longest time, so I know the kind of audience I talk to. So I did probably do this subconsciously. I'm already I already know what kind of language I use and how I'm speaking to. So I did it in a similar way. But if I was at the beginning of my marketing, if I'm if I'm transitioning into becoming a coach, if I'm going into into this field as a and I don't know who my target audience is, I don't know who my client avatar is, then you need to spend some time thinking about who should you be writing to, because. I think that's very important. Otherwise, if you're speaking to everybody, you're going to be speaking to nobody. No? Exactly. Yes, absolutely. And I'll give you a, a real easy cheat if you're brand new and mm-hmm. you don't know who your avatar is. All of us, I I have failed to have met anybody yet that doesn't fall into this. All of us begin giving people what we wish we would have known before. So our Mm. avatar is the younger version of ourselves, somebody that we know absolutely intimately because we know what they were going through and we know what they needed and what they didn't have. And, and we just really wish we would have had it then. And so now we're going to go back and and give that to somebody else. So, you know, that's, that's a good, perfect starting avatar. I mean, it likely is going to morph after that, but that's a great place to start. I love that. I love that. I think, I always say this, you know, when I first started out, I was speaking to the 1.0 version of me. So the 2.0 version of me was talking to the 1.0 version of me. And that's how I attracted clients because mm-hmm. that's the, that's how I knew what I could help them because I, I wish I know, I, I don't know those things that I, you know, that I was there helping other people with. So I think that's a brilliant place to start. So wrapping this up now, what are your key tips of uh, one becoming a best-selling author and then, you know, using that to further your marketing, um, further your marketing and bringing more clients? Uh, Well, of course, the number one key tip is you're never going to maximize your potential for the marketing of anything, product, good service, any of that. If you, if it's not, if bestseller isn't in the mix there, you know, done by a bestselling author based off of a bestseller, one of those kind of things, that's number one. Um, Number two is uh, really going back to that concept of, of being intentional versus putting the book out um, or anything that we market and then trying to figure it out as we go. You know, as you've said several times, begin with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. Where do I want to get to? And then lead people there. Um, and number three of all the other things I could say, number three is really about being in service. Mm-hmm. It's about understanding that, well, first of all, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. But that thing that is uniquely, wonderfully incredible that is you is only as good as you're giving it away and helping somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and a lot of times we miss that, you know, because we're trying to think of, well, how can I make money and what can I do? You know, and, and the pressure bills and all that is very, very real, but it's really about putting ourselves in that place where how can I do the most good in the world? What can I do to serve that one person and that's if i'm gonna have like a three point you know 3.5 if you will it's taking the millions of people you could help and just really breaking it down for you simply to how can i help somebody a one single person versus trying to worry about the whole world just i mean if you helped one person that would be more than enough I love that. Absolutely love that. I, I always think if you if you can help change one life and transform one life, that's more than enough. 
that's that's you know that you've done your you've done your life's work and of course if you if you come in that sort of uh, mindset you'll help numerous people but at least then you're speaking to one specific demographic one specific type of person and you know they then you're you're actually in service and i think let's re let's reinforce the idea come whenever you're writing a book or even when you're doing marketing whatever if you're coming from the angle of oh, how can i make money from this and how can i you know prosper from this that's probably the wrong way to enter the business space. I think, you know, as much as I am, and I am a money mindset person, I talk about money all the time. I do believe in service first. So if you come from the angle of how can I serve people, who can I help? I promise you, you will sell a lot more books and courses and you will make hell of a lot more money compared to the angle of how can I make money from this? So I do love that. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Steve. Tell us, Steve, how can we connect with you? Where can you find me on the internet? Well, I have a wonderful free gift for everybody. Um, and because we've been talking about money, I love the title of it. It's ongoingwealthguide.com. That's ongoingwealthguide.com. Um, and in there, we're going to talk you through the five basic steps of how to be able to create and maintain ongoing wealth in your life, meaning abundance, meaning that it's not about the dollars and cents that are in your bank account today. It's about the capability to be able to continue generating that. Um, I'd like to even give you a visual imagery of that. Think of a pipe with mm -hmm. water flowing through it. The pipe needs to be clear on the backside so that the water comes out, it needs to be clear on the front side so the water comes in, but it also has to be clear in the middle. We need to allow money to flow through us. Mm -hmm. And that's how we can we can then grow and become bigger and bigger and bigger um what i like to refer to as a wide conduit to be able to allow money to just be through us uh constantly and doing better and greater good in the world so ongoingwealthguide.com will help you on the road down to that um and i look forward to helping you any other way i can fantastic thank you so much so if you're listening to us on the podcast then the link that and or, and the links to steve's website will be in the show notes and if you're watching on YouTube, then down below in the description section, once again, we'll have um, the links that Steve just mentioned for the free gift, as well as his website. Do check him out. I think it's a fantastic strategy. And I think it's something that you definitely do need to have in your arsenal. But I do believe that you do need support because writing a book just on it, just for the sake of writing a book is not going to get you far in your marketing. If you're writing a nonfiction, then you need to have an end in mind and an expert can sometimes help and guide you and show you what you need, what message it needs to come through so you can connect with your ideal soul clients. Well, on that note, thank you so much, Steve, for being such an amazing guest. It's been a pleasure having you today. Thanks so much for having me, Cole. And thank you for listening to me and Steve today on Money Talkies. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Go Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.